My name is Thomas J. Bepko, and I've been in the mortgage and real estate industry for over 17 years. I've hit rock bottom and been able to come back with a vengeance through gratitude, consistency, and resilience. Through the same principles, I've been able to grow my teams, scale my businesses, and mentor others to do the same. It's going to be about Thomas Bethko's story, about my story. Certain things that drive people, and, and I believe that there's a rare breed out there, and some of them don't even know that they have. 16th year in the business, I started taking social media seriously. Immediately, I saw the results. You have to help people. You have to do the right thing a day at a time. Through my experience, I can help a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to the things that I've been through. We want to take you and push you to that limit to get you to where you want to be. And all I knew how to do was work. I knew how to work hard. I just didn't stop no matter what life threw at me. What's up, everybody? Episode 28, the Thomas Bepko podcast. Got my boy, Mike Evans, my wife's boy. We've got full core peace in the house. And I'm actually like really, really, really excited about this episode. Um, and look, Mike, I, I'm going to ask some questions. I wanna, I'm starting to get to know you. I'm going to have everybody get to know you in full core peace. You yeah. ready for this, baby? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So who, I'm in. Who's Mike? Who is he? Uh, wow. That's a big question. <laughs> I feel like I should be laying down and paying you a fee. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I grew, up in, I grew up in Weston. Obviously, tiny Connecticut town. And I just loved basketball. Yeah. Um, there's a little psychology behind that. I think my dad and brother were baseball football guys, and I wanted to be different, you know? So played hoop and then uh, played college hoop at Division Three Hamilton College and then um, and then I wanted to keep playing uh, and I really didn't want to get a real job at like twenty three or twenty two and through a connection I got this job where I could play and do some coaching in Belfast Northern Ireland so like I do a lot of public speaking and when I talk to kids I say. When you look at the island of Ireland, how many countries are there? And every kid says one. I said, I said the same thing. Exactly. But it's not a known conflict anymore. It was more of an 80s, 90s conflict. Um, But in the island of Ireland, you've got this little pocket up top called Northern Ireland, which is part of the United Kingdom. But the rest of Ireland is its own country. And so that's the basis of the conflict there. And the media has labeled it over the years a religious war because Irish people are Catholic. British people are typically Protestant. Uh, and so in Northern Ireland, you've got people who think... The Christian that, war. Yes, exactly. And the craziest thing about Belfast is that they have a segregated school system, 98% segregated based on Protestant and Catholic lines. They have segregated bars, gyms, and supermarkets on your own side of the community. Really? Rarely, in most people don't care anymore. But there are these pockets, these kind of like really tough areas where the segregation is still very real. And so everyone's white, everyone speaks English, everyone probably, maybe, whether they go to church or not, believes in the same God, and they hate each other. Wow. Over <laughs> land. It's all about land. So, so I, li- I moved there. That sounds like fun. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, it's dark. Let's go. It's, it's dark, like November. I moved there in September. It was great. That's like their summer. And then in November, it got dark at like 3. Yeah. And the sun came up at like 10 a.m. And I'm like, wait, what did I sign up for? And there I was, coaching hoop, playing hoop. And how long were you there? I was there two years. And the first year I worked for an organization that was wonderful and they were using basketball. They had learned from some local people that basketball was the only sport there that both sides played. Really? So rugby and cricket are historically British sports. Yeah. So Protestants play that. Gaelic football and hurling are Irish sports. So the Catholics in Northern Ireland would play that. 
soccer it was so contentious. Like soccer like really? caused more war. Really? Like it does all over the world. Like those those people are crazy. You yes. Yeah. So basketball, they both are terrible at. And if someone from Ireland's watching this and they don't want to admit that, that's your problem, <laughs> not mine. Right? No, but the the kids the kids would that this organization had figured out from local people, they would play that sport. And so I, I met the freaking Dalai Lama, shook the Dalai Lama's hand on a basketball court, and two girls like broke out into a fight like right in front of me. I was like, oh my God. So I decided to... not sound fun. It was wild, man. And so then I got... I decided to start coaching high school kids on opposite sides of the community, and neither group knew I was coaching the other group. I couldn't tell them. Wow. It would be like, it was it was, it was like, kind of like a Bridgeport. If I were on east side of Bridgeport and west side of Bridgeport and there was a gang rivalry, I couldn't tell the other gangs that I was also... Yeah. And then I eventually, the, the longer story short, because there's a lot to talk about here, yeah. is I brought those two groups of boys together in a gym to, to start forming a team. It was really hard to get them to like... You know, like you... you play sports, kill each like, other on the, yeah. on the corner. But like you do jujitsu, right? Yeah. After a, a match or a fight, you still dap the dude up. Well, it's crazy. There's like a saying in jiu-jitsu. It's like the more you fight a guy, the better of a friend he becomes. Love it. Right. I love that. I mean, I'm sweating, choking, dying, right? Like killing each other and you become very close. My jiu-jitsu guys are my best friends in the world. Right. Like my brotherhood, like yeah. the U.S. Army, right? right? It's like it's that brotherhood, that camaraderie, like deep. Love right. it. That's, it sounds and great. So they, but they would not. They wouldn't budge. It took a while, man. It took our first game. Okay. When we had a common opponent. It was interesting. All these kids were from middle class, lower lower middle class backgrounds, and we our first game was against a rich team from like a wealthy part of Belfast, and suddenly it was like class warfare. So the religious part went away on our team, and we were playing the kids that have a lot. Yeah, you know, um, they were they were playing Weston basically. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Weston and, High. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that brought them together. Like you know, we won that game, and then. You know, characters kind of emerged, and then there were these last two kids that took the longest with because they were from the toughest backgrounds. Yeah. And then eventually, I brought them to Weston, actually, for the end of their season. I gave them a trip to Weston, and they had never been out of, like, Ireland. Oh, and they showed up cool. to Weston. They're like, does everyone have five Mercedes-Benz? I'm like, yeah. no, this is not reality. Yeah. This but is, And they had a great time. And then they, yeah. And then they, you know, did they did they end up, like, Hugging and, and crying over the thing? No, but they like respected each other, and that was progress. Yeah, absolutely. Step in the right direction. That's yeah. it. Right, and we're going to make it. Ask yeah. for. And so I, I actually, someone actually bought those that story for me in Los Angeles. Somebody bought that those movie rights for me, okay. and they wrote a screenplay, and it makes it into this thing that's like the kids were like kumbaya and wanted to marry each other. I'm like, no, it's not really like that at all. But that doesn't sell in a movie. No. So anyway, really? that's how the whole thing started. That's how it all started. The idea that you could bring people together, and it's morphed into a million things. So, so you want to just explain full core piece then? Yeah, Let's sure. Go right into it. Sure. So we we now we you know we we work in um, we're no longer in Ireland. We're in we're in Cuba, Dominican Republic, and on Wind River uh, Native American Reservation in Wyoming. Okay. And we're in Bridgeport, Norwalk, Stanford, Danbury, um, uh, soon to be New Haven, um, and then we have a program in Denver. Ooh. So, like, all we do is we bring kids from different backgrounds together to fix basketball courts. And so easy to do. 
and it brings it, it can bring in so you don't have to love basketball to be a part of what we do that's the beautiful it's a bigger net of people you want to come paint you want to come give to your community and the idea is that while they're working on the court conversations start and the adults kind of let it happen yeah and then and everybody wants a basketball court to look better whether you yeah. like basketball or not yeah. you want it to be tight yeah so you know we do we've done um Let's see, we've done uh, probably f- uh, 40 in um, Connecticut in the past two years. We've done a lot. One in Denver. Denver just started. Uh, probably 200 in Cuba. We've brought over 750 people to Cuba to repair courts there with the Cubans. Really? Yeah, and then we get the, the Fairfield County kids to try to dance salsa, and I just sit back and watch. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I film it. And if they're jerks to me on the trip, then I use the footage for more fun stuff later. Anyway, um, you know, Dominican Republic. And we I just got back from my first trip to Wyoming to work with the natives. That's that's quite a place, man. I've never been to Wyoming. That's Yeah. The, the, the reservation in Wyoming is I'll, – I'll say this. The Cubans have more than the natives. Really? And the Cubans are under communism. So sad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Wait, so Wyoming, what city is that near? Like, it's yeah. not near anything. It's like we're three hours from Jackson. Yeah, you fly into Jackson. And you we actually fly to Salt Lake and drive up through Utah because I want the kids to know how far away the natives live from society. And you get there and the boys have won 12 state championships and the girls have won six. They're dominant. They dominate basketball in Wyoming. But their outdoor courts are terrible. Really? So we went and... Fixed them up. Started fixing them up. We have two more trips in August. It's awesome. They're good people. It's oh, tough. Dude, they, that's cool, though, man. That's fucking awesome. Feels like Belfast, though. There's a lot of yeah. tension. Really? You can feel the tension. <laughs> Natives don't trust you. How, why would they? You know? So, that's been remarkable. But are they... But I guess they're perceptive to it, right? I mean, they're... Yep. They are open. They let us in. Yeah. So, have you fixed... Courts there now, or you're on your way to do it? Or you we done? just did our first. We did had first a facility, an outdoor slab of concrete that had five hoops, put up new backboards on two of them, put nets on, and then there were no lines, just okay. concrete. So you paint the lines. So you had to measure and do all that and clean it up, fix the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. How long would that take? Uh, it, that whole facility took five days of work, okay. four hours each day, uh, because you got to measure three times before you paint. Um, and they were kids doing it. So, yeah, uh, but it wasn't until the last day the native came out and worked with us. That really? was kind of a sign of progress for us that someone came out and said, "Oh, they're they're actually doing this. It's not just talk." Um, guy grabbed his ladder. He's helping. We had to saw off part of the metal backboard frame yeah. to get a new backboard on, and it just he starts talking. Where are you guys from? And that's the progress. That's the let's just get people talking to each other. Conversation starter. That's it. Because people don't talk to each other across these lines, man. No, it's weird. Man. It's bad. That's, dude, that's like really cool. Dude, I'm really like happy and proud of you. That's like Thanks, man. really cool shit. Dude. That's that's awesome, man. I um Yeah. So what's next? So you've got Wyoming, so is there there are other projects coming? You said Denver, so you have Denver coming up? Yeah, de- well Denver runs its own show. Okay. Which is great, because I can't spread myself too thin. You yeah, know a lot dude, about that, right? I mean you're yes. a great delegator and you've got a great team here and um but um, I'd like to grow up in these places and not out because if I go to if I say to if I say to myself, all right, I got one reservation started, I'm going to go to another one. Yeah. I'm taking my eye off the one that we started. Yeah, and the, to build a relationship, you want them to know you're dedicated to them and not just building a business. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to put in your time, put in yeah. the hours, the elbow grease. 
Right? Prove your prove your worth to them. You know, like the guy took him five days to come out in there. Yeah, can't just run on to the next reservation. So the answer to what's next is just growing stronger and more uh, efficient in every location. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially Connecticut. You know, we've got the highest income gap in the country in Fairfield County. Is this, so that is true. All right, so let's talk about home. It's a horrible number. Let's, let's yeah. talk about home. Okay. It's huge. Well, think about it. We have the, like the most, the highest end stuff and the low, some of the lowest end stuff. Right? Think about where we're sitting right now. I know. Take a right turn on post road or take a left turn on the post road. Yeah. You go to two different worlds. Yeah. And Westport or Bridgeport. Yep. No other county in the United States has a higher, has a more of a gap between neighbors on, t- on standardized test scores and income. Yeah. So what we do is we try to find courts that are on borders. So you've done Bridgeport. Oh, yeah. Where in Bridgeport? Which ones? We did the Barnum School. Okay. We did Curial Middle School. Yeah. Um, we did Wilbur Cross Middle School up by the Terrace. We yeah. did the Terrace, which is in Trouble Gardens. Yeah. Um, we've also supported over 10000 This year alone, $10,000 alone of... I mean, the uh, terrace is, is one of the roughest... The terrace is... One I of mean, the roughest places around, yep. if you guys don't know. It's, it's, yep. I mean... How can we define it? I mean, they're, they're, even the locals will say that yeah. about the terrace, you know. Um, it's been there. Years. Yeah. I was, I was at the, in Bridgeport. Yeah, I had, I had my car full of supplies in 2015, like, uh, ready to go the next day with Nielsen, the media company, yep. to fix the courts in the terrace. Yep. They wanted to make it their community day. Yeah, I woke up at 7, had to be there at 9, turned on the news, and it was national news. Nine people shot in Trouble Gardens in the terrace. <laughs> One person died, but it was nine shots, so it became national news. I called Nielsen, and they said, we got to cancel. Right, but those are the safest days to go. The FBI was there, <laughs> right? So I went and brought my paint, <laughs> yeah, and my guy showed up with the backboards, Good. and the kids came out Good. and painted. It gave Good. them a distraction. Yeah. But yeah, we've done that. We've done, um, we've done about $10,000 worth of practice time. So some of these teams, gym time became very expensive during COVID. Yeah. So we will go in and and buy buy gym space so local teams can go use their gyms. We've done a lot of that. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so a little bit outside of fixing courts. Like every now and then we'll do some financial aid to some teams. And hey, we can't get uniform. How sick! I'm so sick of going to a game with suburban team versus city team. And the city team has like one kid has the jersey from last year on. Another kid's got the shorts and the jersey. Yeah. So one kid's got a T-shirt on. I'm like. Come on, guys. So, like, let's get you a set uniform. of ju- let's get you some uniforms. Yeah. How hard is that? You know, just the feeling of pride. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's Fairfield County, though, man. Yeah, it's a great place, but yeah, that's a, that's a huge gap. People put that into perspective. I mean, you must, with housing, I mean, you must have perspective on. We do. People have right now. Like, I mean, Bridgeport's a hot market too, right? So, I mean, it's obviously the lower end, but it's still very, very, very busy. Really? Right now, moving, you know, that's our wheelhouse. You know, if we talk about going right or left of the post road for us, I mean, we're going right. Yeah. Westport's a different, world. Westport's a different animal yeah. as is. Um, well, that's encouraging to hear, though. Economic activity yeah, is good. Yeah, I mean, we do we do a lot of our business in Bridgeport um, more than Westport. But it's a, you know, different type of buyer, different type of borrower, different type of seller, right? Different people. Right. You know, we te- I tend to get along more with the people in Bridgeport. 
That's right. just our business plan. I kind of, I, we stay our lane, right? We, yeah. You know, we, we like helping. We help people. Like, right. They need our help more in Bridgeport than they do in Westport, to be completely honest. Right. 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 No doubt. No doubt. The clients, you know, clients are more grateful. It's, you know, way better community for the community, the opportunity. Yep. Like, you know, yep. I'm not trashing Westport. Obviously, Westport's its own beast. But, it's you know, a different it's, thing. It's, it's a different. And we've, we've stayed with my, we do sales in Westport. We do deals in Westport, but what we do, eight out of 10 of them in Bridgeport. Right. Stratford, Norwalk. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's great. We're more of a more of a metro area. Right. Right. But yeah, it's it's quite. You know, if you write one letter for a pre-approval for a house in Bridgeport, and it's different in Shelton, right? Because the price points, maybe square footage, could be close, but the taxes and the payment are extremely less. Right, so in Shelton. Well, think about it. Yeah, you go one town up like this, and it's half the taxes are half in Shelton and they are in Bridgeport. Bridgeport's like the highest mill rate in Connecticut. And I think it's Shelton's New England. Oh, I'm I sure it's I, New it, might be, it might be the fucking U.S. Bridgeport's high. Like we, we should definitely look that up. Really, I know that Bridgeport's tax rate is super, super, super high in the country. Jeez, man. Um, but Bridgeport's the best. It is the best. It is really the best. Is. There's so many <laughs> I love it, man. I, you know, I, I just, you know, it's, it's things are going well in Bridgeport right now. There's so much going on. It's good to see. So, I um, keep it moving. I want to do, yeah. I want to. I, I'd like to talk to you about doing something in Bridgeport. Yeah. Um, offline, but what else? So you've got the the uniform stuff on the horizon. Anything else? What else are you looking to do? You're getting married. You're engaged. Congratulations. Yes, married. Congratulations. Yep, yep. She's, yeah, I've, I've got her convinced. I, <laughs> I only have to hold out a couple more months, and then you know I can be myself. Uh, uh, you know, I'm punching above my weight class on that one. Um, so, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I think that um, I'd like to start getting more Bridgeport kids on the trips to these other places. So I did one time, I did a trip where I brought a bunch of suburban kids and uh, Norwalk and Bridgeport kids, and they went together, and they played as a team. It's like full court piece on steroids. It's like, play on a team like the Belfast team, where you're black and white and Hispanic and you're on one team, yeah. in a country no one has been to. It's not like the wealthy kids on the trip are like, yeah, I came here with my parents. Like, no, it's Cuba. You did not come with your parents. <laughs> Dominican Republic, sure you did. Great. Yeah, yeah, right? But, but not Cuba. And there's that commonality of what the heck is going on here? Why are the cars so old? Yeah. What is happening? And then you got to paint a court with Cubans. You don't speak the same language, yeah. but you do speak like holding the tape to tape it. You do speak straight. You know how to straight. You, you know, things start to con- conversation yeah. start to happen. But I want more trips to be diverse trips, not just for yeah. those who can afford it. It's about the, it's you know? all about the experience. That's right? it. Yep. And maybe they come yeah. home. Yeah, and they stay in touch. They're going to talk about that forever, right? Man, remember once Cuba just even if it's, I mean, you and I come from, come from an era where you had to pick up a landline yeah. and meet up, right? Yeah. But maybe they Snapchat each other. And maybe we, <laughs> maybe, maybe they were Instagram. Too, yeah, message. but maybe that's maybe that's progress yeah, for, yeah, for communities to interact. Hey, conversation is progress. Peaceful conversation. Right? That's it. That's progress. So. The, like the, is there a part of Bridgeport? I'm curious about renting. That does it go geographically to a certain point, or is it North End more, or is it the industrial part where they've so, turned they've turned factories so, into? Uh, well, there's all types. So Bridgeport was an old steel mill, steel mill city, yep. right? So yep. with Remington Arms, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of the Remington buildings that they've renovated, but that those are in the North End. There's the ones down by Seaside Park. 
um, that they've renovated. They've turned a lot of those old industrial stuff into like the loft style or <clears throat> condo style living. But yep. you know, the North End multifamilies have been really been or, or BlackRock. Any multis in Bridgeport right now are super hot. Investment properties, like a lot of people are coming in investing in Bridgeport, right? A lot of New York investors, local investors, yeah. So it's it's done done well. I mean, you're seeing single families in the high threes and multis fours and fives right now, right? In Bridgeport. So, so I have, another, I have a question for you about yeah, yeah. that. So I've always wondered about if you're a if you're an executive in Manhattan. This is before COVID, right? So my dad got a big job and said, all right, I'm going to move my family to quiet Weston and I can get to the train in 20 minutes and that train will get me to Manhattan in less than an hour, right? Is there any legitimacy to the idea that pre-COVID that Bridgeport's just too far away to have that? that I mean, people do it from Stratford, Milford, I've heard. That's farther away. Pre-COVID. Bridgeport's like kind of the last stop. I mean, you have the Amtrak stop there. You've got the direct to the city or they have one stop to Stanford or whatever, right? You could probably make it. If you don't take the local, I mean, what's the difference from taking it from Fairfield Metro? Bridgeport? Hour 20 to hour 10. Whatever. Not even. Yeah, I mean, four minutes probably. One right. stop because the downtown, the downtown Fairfield is very busy. Metro is busy, but if you go to Bridgeport there, I mean, you should be, should be fine. Right? Yeah, four that's minutes. right near Bridgeport. That's what I mean. So it's yeah. probably four minutes. Right. Um, but then post COVID, right? People yeah. were working. Maybe but, maybe that's good for Bridgeport. People are like, I don't care. I'm not going. But to this now, time. yeah, I mean, even like I kind of that that I believe is flattened or leveled the playing field. If you can work virtually three, four days a week, you got to commute one day. I mean, you could people move to Old Saybrook up to up that way, right? right. From I mean, it's kind of leveled the playing field. People can work remotely forever now. Right. So people are coming from all over. People are leaving Connecticut. Yep. A lot of my friends picked up and left. Especially right. a lot of the, on the mortgage side. Like, I'm done. They can do more. on the mortgage side of the business. You can be digital. You can do the whole deal from the palm of your hand. So you can be a loan officer, be anywhere. Wow. That's wow. the best thing about the mortgage business. So a lot of them have picked up and left. See? Not but but they the still have their own business. Yeah. Their lawnmower went to Florida because of the income tax. Yeah. But, you know, when I think the Florida population went up 2% because of COVID. Wow. That's a big number. <laughs> that's a big state. Yeah. Jeez, man. Um, what else? Any other plans? Yeah, I mean, uh, I started doing a project with uh, on Coney Island in Brooklyn. Okay. I'm working with NBA players who grew up playing on these housing project courts, and then they need their court fixed. And a guy named Isaiah Whitehead reached out to me. He played for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and it's so crazy how social media works. I don't follow the NBA. It, it's hard to watch that game. And um, he posted something on Instagram, like I need a basketball court fixing company and a coach in Richfield who follows him tags full court piece. I see the tag and I go to a direct message. I'm like, Hey, I'm your guy. I've done it everywhere. Your court can't yeah, be that in bad right. shape. And he said, here are the pictures. Here's a video, you know, uh, go check it out if you don't mind. So I drive down to Coney Island and meet his kind of, he's playing overseas. Okay. He, he's not in Coney Island. I meet his mom, his Friends, they're the most welcoming people of all time. Really? Something about Coney Island. <laughs> they are the most welcoming, lovely people of all time. You know? And um, the court's simple job. I'm like, this is easy. There's like two cracks. Yeah. Like, yeah. But they wanted glass backboards. Green Asphalt Company. It's a company that that has recycled, good for the environment asphalt. Yeah. They're trying to get that. They've got, a, they've got like all the New York contracts. Two years ago, reached out and said, hey, we'll, we'll pay for every hoop you put up. 
Every time you put up a new hoop, we'll cover it. I'm like, jeez. Really? Big, big number, right? Very generous. Did you hit him up? <laughs> Two nights before I met Isaiah on Instagram, yeah. I, Green Asphalt, who's based in Queens, says, any chance you could do a court in New York? So I'm like, I'll look, I'll look around. And then Isaiah hits me up. Court happens. Green Asphalt puts up glass hoops. So we, you know, and they have a huge tournament there. That happens. And then another very famous player. So every, hopefully people have seen He Got Game, yeah. which is about Stefan Marbury, loosely, right? Um, and with Denzel Washington and Ray Allen. Well, there's this really famous court on Coney Island that that court is based on, where Stefan Marbury and his cousin Sebastian Telfair grew up playing. Now, Telfair was a lottery pick out of high school from Coney Island. He played in the NBA. Yeah. Telfair shows up on his motorcycle one day at, at Isaiah's court. Okay? And he's, he lives down the, down the street. He's, I meet him. I'm like starstruck. He's younger than me, but I mean, he was the man. I'm like, oh, my God, Sebastian Telfair, right? Yeah. And he's like, um, I got this court down the street. And you, you mind taking a look? I'm like, absolutely. I'll do whatever this guy wants, right? So I drive down the street, and one of the guys that's still at the other court calls me on the way and says, you know, that, that court you're going to is the one he got game is based on. So I show up. It is in complete shambles. Both backboards are shattered by kids throwing rocks. There's no paint. Um, there's some divots in the, in the concrete. But I'm like, screw it. I'm doing this. He got game court. Yeah. So now I'm in touch. So I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a common myth that NBA players are from are all from very tough backgrounds. When in reality, they're from typically middle class backgrounds because they had the resources to get the coaching and the AAU and all that. And there are still a handful that are from your Bridgeports and stuff like that, right? And that I could if I could find those guys. And Isaiah eventually asked me like, "Hey, how much is this going to cost me?" I said nothing. We'll take care of it. You know, because everyone's asking NBA players for money. Yeah. And we're just doing a good thing. He doesn't have to pay, right? So are, is there a market out there for finding players who want to have an impact in their community that Full Court Peace could help them lead without having them to be there and take the time? Just show up when the court's done. Hey, thanks a lot. And get let them get the credit. Who cares? Kids got a new court. It's awesome. So that's what, that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, it's, it's building the relationships with the right people is fun because they're good people and you make more friends that way. So... Well, I love, hopefully, I would love to help, right? I'd no love doubt. To get involved. Like, we got a lot going on. Um, how, so, how can they find you? You have Instagram, you have Facebook. Yep. Right? Full Court Peace on Instagram, Full Court Peace on Facebook. Two interns right now building a TikTok account for me. I, <laughs> I, I can't. One of them is a Fairfield girl, actually. She's fantastic, but she's like, you got to be on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I, re- I, re- I refuse to download it. She has to run it. I won't have it on my phone. Okay. Um, I don't blame you. Yeah, thank you. And then website, fullcourtpeace.org. Okay. Um, you know, donations obviously really help. That's all on the website. But yeah, so, okay, so so donating, right? So you're yeah. accepting donations. Everything yep. is on the website. Yep. So you can raise money if you guys want to help. Yep. I mean, know any pro players too? That... Any pros out there? Yeah. If they need a house, if they need a court to fix, yeah. you know, court to fix. But um, you know, we like people. We like people having getting their hands dirty. We yeah. like donations, but we also yeah, like people who come and get it done yeah. and feel it and then donate. You know, and um, so if someone's got a court near their house that's in tough shape, let me know the address. I'll t- we'll come take care of it. This is awesome. That's it. And we'll right. get a bunch of people to do it together. So. Dude, thank you. You're welcome. This is great, man. Give me hot. I can't believe I'm on, I can't believe I'm on this, this, this famous, these famous Night videos. I'm part of it. Ah, you're going to be out I of that. I probably just went out of the frame there. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs>